Here's your host, Alex Garrett. Ladies and gentlemen, you could have been anywhere in the world tonight, but you're here with us in New York City. Are you ready? I know I am. Hey, I'm Alex Garrett, your host for this episode and everything Alex Garrett Podcasting. And this podcast specifically focuses on topics that should be trending. And, well, you know what they say, right? Oh, if the shoe fits, wear it. Well, that line means so much to me. Find out why next on Alaska Podcasting, where we wear that shoe proudly. Even if I'm not wearing a shoe, even if I'm just literally sitting here in my room, can't sleep, want a podcast because I'm, I'm just itching. I hate the word dying. I'm not dying to tell you anything. I'm itching to tell you some stuff, some ideas, some jokes, some fun. It's midnight here in New York City, but you know what? City never sleeps, and sometimes neither do I, right? Well, anyway, here's why I'm so jacked up tonight to talk. First of all, Islanders getting eliminated in overtime against the Lightning. You know, they tried. They tried for New York City. They tried for Long Island. They gave so many people on the island hope. And yet, in Edmonton, they just fell short. But what a run. Of course, this was a year they had the exact, you know franchise record of points. Oh, and if that Brock Nelson goal had went in, in overtime, we would be talking about Game 7. That's hockey. That's why they play the game. Do you notice how normal a sports night it was? See, normally, a very small percent People get to go to these games every night, every once in a while even. So for all of us that are home, following all this, this is a regular night in sports. I mean, you had the hockey. Yeah, that's not usually a Stanley Cup final in September, but it's, it's hockey. It's normal for 2020. Then you, of course, got the Yankees hitting five homers in one inning, the bottom of the fourth at Yankee Stadium. No fans again, but, you know, fun to watch. Luke Voigt, his 20th homer. I did a handstand um, with this leg up in the air. You can find it at Instagram at AlexG in NYC and Twitter as well. And you got the, you know, the Bengals, Joe Burrow against Baker. Mayfield, the Browns, they had that game going on. And then he had the Celtics losing tonight to Miami. Very interesting night in sports. And, of course, Tiger unraveling after a birdie. He then goes three over. To start the U.S. Open and Wingfoot. Sports felt kind of normal. For once. Because we were following so much. Oh, and the Mets won. A crucial win, they're calling it. On MLB.com. But the big thing for me, because I had recently bought a Michigan shirt. I, I've, backstory, I've really enjoyed watching Jim Harbaugh on the sideline with the khaki pants and the Michigan stuff. So I, I said, I'm going to try that. I'm going to try and impersonate Jim Harbaugh. Then, of course, yesterday and tonight, we were reminded again by President Trump, the Big Ten's back. Listen to this. But I want to congratulate the Big Ten Conference on yesterday's announcement that the fall season will start very soon. I believe it is October 23rd or 4th. Big Ten football is back. So then I started thinking, what else 
could Trump have saved? If you didn't know, President Trump also saved the Pentagon newspaper from going out of business, the Stars and Stripes. So this guy, seemingly with everything going on, has time to save things. We could argue about the saving lives in a minute, but, but then I posted this idea. Let's go back in time and see what else he could have saved. For instance, the Titanic. And I really didn't know we would find audio about Trump's thoughts on ice caps. But here we go. Uh, the ice caps were going to melt. They were going to be gone by now. But now they're setting records, okay? I, I don't even know what that means, okay? But if he had just let them melt in 1912, the Titanic would not have sank. I think he could have negotiated a deal with the ice caps to melt. He said that on Piers Morgan, by the way. I think he could have negotiated a deal for the ice caps to melt. The guy just had a peace agreement summit at the White House. He just bought back the big tent. So why wouldn't he make a deal to make the Titanic not hit the icebergs? I, in 1912, I think it would have happened. Especially now that the ice caps are. Uh, the ice caps were going to melt. They were going to be gone by now. But now they're setting records, okay? They're at a record level. You know, I'm like a smart... I mean, I don't know. But there you go. He's proud that the ice caps are still there. But I think in 1912, if he had to get rid of them, he would have to make way for the Titanic. Secondly, under President Trump... We might prevent another Hindenburg by boycotting Goodyear blimps. Uh, there's something wrong with the top of Goodyear. Of course, that was at the time this past uh, summer when Goodyear was post had something posted against them about the dress code and how BLM was allowed but not Blue Lives Matter. And Trump said boycott Goodyear. Look, if it prevents another blimp disaster, I'm all for it. If he had said there's something wrong with the Hindenburg, I think we would have had a disaster avoided, right? Uh, there's something wrong with the top of Goodyear. So, you have that little bit. And of course, in many eyes, this question and answer is very emblematic. Goodyear? No, the worst. I mean, really, you, you, you make your gun very smart, Frank Drebin, Priscilla Presley. If only President Trump spoke bad about the Hindenburg, we might not have had the disaster. Too bad. So I make this joke on uh, the Titanic, and how he would have made a deal to save the, uh, you know, get the icebergs out of the way through EPA initiatives. And this brought about a debate between a few people, Kevin McCullough, Jared Smith. I mean, this brought a debate. This joke of the Titanic brought on a debate on my page. Why can't we have fun anymore? Why can't we have humor anymore? I was just simply saying, the guy can resurrect the college football conference. But I want to congratulate the Big Ten Conference on yesterday's announcement that the fall season will start very soon. 
he can make records with ice caps? Uh, the ice caps were going to melt. They were going to be gone by now, but now they're setting records, okay? I mean, and of course, he can prevent a Goodyear balloon disaster. Uh, there's something wrong with the top of Goodyear. And if you think this Trump vaccine is going to be special, I, I think the rollout's going to be very, very publicized. It's going to be nuts, to be honest with you. So there you have it. And I'm kind of joking about all this. I'm kind of not, because at the same time, I do think he has... I can't say any of us have prevented death this year. I feel like that has happened. But he has definitely prevented. <laughs> he has definitely prevented um, depression rates from going up. I really believe that by pushing these states to open up, at some point, that's helped people's loneliness and, and whatnot. Uh, where Radio Hope throw me off a little bit. Where, where was I going with this? Like, it just, no matter what, there are things that he's brought back. That's my point. And I think if he was around in the historical times when all these other disasters happened, he would have prevented them. I just, I hate to say it, but it's true. My flat guy. He's telling me to focus Mike Myers. Oh, man. This is great. Um, I feel like Mike Myers, Radio Hope, by the way, is like the guy... The lone fan waving at the the basketball player to um miss the basket. Uh, is he hitting spaces? What's going on? <laughs> I have no idea. Anyway, yes, we're live on Spreaker. Yes, I'm a little bit revved up because I haven't talked about this. But you gotta love it. You gotta love it that in the middle of all this, he finds the time. To bring back the big tech. He finds a time to save the Pentagon's news program. And you could juxtapose it with the death totals here in New York in the world. And that brings me to another point, by the way. If the media is so levied on us, all these death tolls and everything, then why haven't really healthcare heroes been honored? In the NFL, in the in the um, in the NBA, in all these protests, I never felt like it was about the COVID crisis, which is how we got to no fans in the first place. That that that's being lost. You know, media can call out the numbers, but they can't call out the NFL for not honoring, from what I perceive, the healthcare heroes. Now I'm sure they've done that. But I don't know, these protests are not about the COVID crisis. Let's put it that way. They're not staying in the locker room to protest COVID uh, at all, from my estimate, anyway. So that's a little strange, don't you think? That they can put the numbers up, but they can't call out the points that, that are being missed about this whole time. The reason why we're in these positions we're in. 
because of COVID? Yeah. Yep. Hey, you know, a, a little cool thing, by the way. Uh, I decided to share my little Pluto bit that it should be, and it's getting its revenge for not being a planet the last 13, 14 years. Uh, a NASA executive last year actually said it should be a planet again. I would love to make Pluto a planet again. Paga, Pluto a planet again? Let's do it. Let's do it. That would be a Papa, actually, not Paga. Papa, make no, no. Pluto a planet again. Would it be Paga or Papa? Just Papa. Anyway. I, I'm down for that, uh, because I think when we took that away, the whole sphere just got messed up, and it's catching up to us now. Well, anyway, I felt bold, and I shared it on both my podcast and my regular Instagram. Look, if I'm going to stay stuff on this podcast that's out in the public, no-brainer to share it with my personal page, right? No, not at all. Radio Hope, good night, friend, and I hope to talk to you soon. I don't know when I'm going to shut up, but I'm just feeling the mood to talk. I guess that's why I wanted to crack this open and make my uh, points come across here. What else have I been seeing? Oh, you know, there was a story that I'm going to research right now as I'm on the air. That uh, is intriguing. University of Illinois has found a way to reduce the COVID crisis on their campus. And I really wanted to talk about this because if there's one campus that could find a way, there's thousands of others that should be able to do the same, right? If one campus can find a way to fix themselves, then others can as well. NBC News, ABC News. How University of Illinois has curbed COVID surge on campus. It's a video, actually. And, um, and well, you know what? Let's listen to this together. Hold on one second. Let's listen to... NBC News's report on how the university, because this, this is breaking news to me, and maybe it'll help us all figure out how to do it in our own lives. By the way, COVID negative tests came back, and that's after two out indoor dining stints uh, hanging out in Long Island. And here we go. Spike in coronavirus cases on campus. Here's a closer look at how the university handled the outbreak. Testing is not a silver bullet. We realize that from the get-go. It really has to be part of a comprehensive kind of program. Uh, but within a program, it can play a critically important positive role. We did see a bump, and but then with the fast, frequent testing, we were able to crush it. And I think it's really exciting to think about how that lesson learned could be applied in many other contexts and help other communities open, stay open safely, and thrive even during this very challenging time. What we didn't anticipate that was the biggest surprise to us all was the fact that there was a small number of students who chose to host parties even though they had tested positive. 
people chose to go to parties, even though they knew they were positive, and a small group that decided they wouldn't respond to the calls from the Urbana-Champaign Public Health Department, even after we told them, if you see these two numbers come up on your phone, you have to answer. And so those were the unexpected things that led to the spike that we saw last week. But thanks to the aggressiveness and the efficiency of our testing, we saw it coming. Yes, we saw a bump. We quickly understood it. And we had the tools to quickly act and make changes that allowed us to quickly bring it right back down. Our daily positivity rate is now 0.4%. I think the lesson learned is this can work. Uh, testing again, it's not a silver bullet, but it's a very powerful weapon. And if we combine that with community partnership and really smart choices for socialization, we think we've learned this can work. I think it's really nice that we have, like, what, that we're required to get tested twice because you feel safer and, knowing you're with everyone who's negative. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to share the rest of that article. But yeah, <laughs> increased testing might help you. Then you put those who are sick. And, and by the way, if they were partying while having COVID, it might be that they became immune and the rate's now down to zero. And I don't agree with herd immunity. I, I just, that term drives me crazy because it's not typical here in America. However, if they have a zero positivity at University of Illinois right now, the Illini, and those kids did go party, and maybe they thought, hey, we have it, we all have it, we'll just be immune after, then we could see people having it and getting better from it, and by the way, not going back to home, but to their dorm room, that also helps. You cannot, if these kids are sick, you can't send them home. You have to have some leeway to say, you know what, all right, you're sick, you're staying on this campus. You're not going anywhere else. Sending them home is not the best thing. Just like sending a positive nursing home patient back into the nursing home is not the right answer either. So kudos for University of Illinois for getting it down to zero after having a bump. And if they can do that and not be afraid to keep the schools open, we'd be great. Because obviously the kids do need, uh, the kids, they're like 18 plus, but the kids need that socialization. Here in Washington Square Park, I know it's very eerie for NYU because they've had violations against NYU students for violating the protocol in Washington Square Park. My friend and I were there. I was masked up. It was a banger party, if you will. Like people were hanging out, enjoying, dancing. And by the way, I saw at South Street Seaport last night salsa dancing at a time where I'm still wondering if we should be touching and kissing each other. There was salsa dancing. Very interesting. But good on uh, University of Illinois. <clears throat> and good on the Big Ten for reopening. And just good on whoever it is testing negative. It means you're doing the right thing. And to keep doing that right thing. And then one other note. 
Dr. Fauci apparently has more information for us. Hold on about that one. On NBC News, he has three different advices for It did pop up on my phone. And that there was three different things that we should be doing here to protect ourselves. Let me see if I can find this article. And Yosemite National Park has been closed because of the wildfires. Ten in quarantine after fan at Chiefs game test positive for COVID-19. That's a little startling. Where is this? It popped up on my phone. Anyway, protect yourselves. Follow everything you need to. We're going to get through this. I don't know how many times i got to say this, but we will. I know J.P. Morgan has already had to send back people from their office spaces. And uh, after one worker test positive. So there's that lingering. So just be safe. Be mindful. Know this thing's still around, but don't be afraid. Because really, truly, as FDR did say, and actually, I have literally the audio to prove he said this. A little more fancy, if you ask me. Let's see. This is preeminently the time there we go. to speak the truth, the whole truth, frankly and boldly. Nor need we shrink from honestly facing conditions in our country today. This great nation will endure as it has endured, will revive and will prosper. So first of all, let me assert my firm belief that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Nameless, unreasoning, unjustified terror, which paralyzes needed efforts to convert retreat into advance. And there you have it. Let's advance forward safely masked up yeah i'm saying masked up still because there is a rise i'm saying masked up because especially if you're 
next to people. Okay, on the subway, it's got a little more crowded mass. But remember, at the end of the day, really, truly, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Not be afraid. Be cautious. And I've said it before, be precise. We honor the storming of Normandy because they were precise. And let's not make this line. Good year. No, the worst. Even more worse. 2020 can be saved. I'm an optimist, and I'm always going to be an optimist. And if the shoe fits, I wear it. And I like to think I wear optimism pretty well. And I know you can too. Alex.Garrett, G-A-R-R-E-T-T, -T, 21, at Yahoo.com. Alex.G-A-R-R-E-T-T, -T, 21, at Yahoo.com. Have a great night. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining me tonight.